Next Chapter Podcast. Some of you are probably wondering, where the hell is the next Indecent? How can I get more Indecent? Why does my new favorite podcast, Indecent with Kiki Anderson, only have two episodes? Well, here's the thing. Indecent comes out every other Wednesday. However, we wouldn't be so cruel to deprive you of all your indecent needs. So, here's a little bit more from my conversation with Motherboard senior editor Samantha Cole to chew on till next week. Next week, we drop our new episode, episode three, where we talk to sex workers whose lives are directly affected by big tech. In the meantime, enjoy this. Did you choose to, did, is this a beat you created or did somebody approach you? How do you feel about it? Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, when I first started at Vice, uh, I was interested in doing, I was doing already um, like tech and science reporting, but it was more like hard sciences. Um, and, you know, I started at Vice and they were kind of like, you know, you can, we let our writers guide their own beats. It's like whatever you're interested in, um, you can go for. Um, and I was interested in doing more of like the culture side of things and kind of digging into like why we are the way we are online. Um, I had no idea what I was in for, <laughs> I think, when you start asking that question. Um, but yeah, my, my editors were like, you know, we we would like you to kind of follow that lead and kind of, you know, pursue um, things, especially like, like porn in the adult industry, because these are parts of tech now. Like this is a huge part of technology is... Um, what's happening in the adult industry. And it's a huge industry and people just, um, you know, don't often treat it like they do, you know, Facebook or Google or with the same kind of like seriousness, or at least, you know, five years ago, it was less of that in the, the blog world. Um, so yeah, I, I started around then kind of really looking at, you know, not just writing, rewriting like press releases from like Examster, but like, you know, asking like questions of these companies and, you know, really kind of getting into how they work and how the people who use them work. Um, and from there, it just kind of, you know, exploded into something a lot bigger than that. Um, but that's, that's pretty much how it started. It was a little bit of both as far as, you know, what did I want to do? And then also like, how were we going to do it as a tech outlet? Because I think, you know, you're thinking about porn and it's like, oh, that's not tech. And it's like, well, you're, how are you consuming it? <laughs> Probably on your phone or on your computer. Um, yeah. I have weird friends that will like retweet porn. I'm like, I'm at work. <laughs> 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 Can you not? <laughs> yeah. I do oh, yeah. not need to see somebody doing anal at three o'clock while I'm having my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, do you remember when um, Ted Cruz retweeted or he liked porn um that time it was yes. a couple years ago it was so funny <laughs> he's a milf enjoyer we appreciate that yeah oh my god i forgot about that but he did it on 9-11 what a patriot never forget <laughs> we salute we salute oh my god i totally forgot about that but then you have this like guy that was just running for congress and was like i'm gonna release my porn tape i'm like nobody needed that yeah <laughs> Nobody really wanted to see that man's balls. Like, I didn't need to, I, like, it didn't really convince me of anything. <laughs> I remain undecided as a voter. Yeah, and he lost, made, like, huge, big time. Um, it was like a Hail Mary. Yeah, I forgot about that, too. That's so, that was Did you so watch funny. the porn tape? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are <laughs> 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 you doing your due diligence, your research for your job? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, talk about like I'm at work right now. It's like my boyfriend has to sit in. Uh, he works from home. He's sitting behind me like not right now, <laughs> but like I'm like watching like full screen this man, this horribly shot like political punditry porn. And I'm 
just like don't don't look just look away it's okay oh my god (laughs) i feel like that might actually affect the way i vote is like the way he portrays himself sexually i don't know (laughs) yeah i mean if it was if it had been a beautifully shot professional scene maybe but it wasn't (laughs) it was really bad Oh, no. He ne- that's a whole new job that they have to create is like, listen, you need a political consultant for your porn tape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, where was his? I guess he didn't have like a press secretary or anything. He, he didn't. didn't? A, I don't like I assume not. What a hot mess. But yeah, I think it could. I mean, when we're talking about like in another interview, we were talking to uh, Pornhub's wellness center director and she was she was a great interview she was super interesting and she was talking about like well the where where porn becomes problematic is that for a lot of young people their first exposure to sex is the internet and that's not that's like getting behind the keys of a behind the wheel of a corvette for the first time like that's not that's not real (laughs) you know yeah yeah so when we're talking about that's like dangerous (laughs) right totally so when we're talking about ai that does seem a bit scary like with young people and not really learning how to touch a woman and like what feels safe and what is consent right it's like you know if you're completely relying on that technology to like be the basis of your entire like social and sexual education that's obviously a huge problem and it's a it's a problem in the same way that like just watching porn on the internet is not an entire sexual education um you know, it's porn is a fantasy. Porn is made for adults who understand that this isn't real and this isn't really how you should behave in all scenarios and with all partners. Um, but, you know, like a 13 year old kid might not understand that and might think that that's just how sex works. Um, so, yeah, I think that I'm a big advocate for um, you know, having like age appropriate conversations about what kids see online. I wish. I had any of that (laughs) as a kid. It's like, you know, that goes a long way. Um, But I think we're so afraid of like, I don't know, like having that conversation in general, like with other adults um, to have it with teenagers is like, whoa. Um, But yeah, the the consent conversation, I think is a big one that I think we either need to start having that soon or things are just going to get more and more bleak. Yeah. um, As time goes on, because these kids grow up. As somebody who works from home a lot, like I feel like it's made me an emotionally stunted person. I'm just going to pour out all my problems here. But like I forget how to interact with people on a day to day basis. Oh, yeah. I spend way too much time in my house. Yeah, 100 percent. And even like like I'm on Zoom calls all day and that's not it's like I don't know what to do with my body (laughs) when I'm in person anymore. I'm like, where do I put my hands? Like, what do I how do I stand to have a conversation with someone? What do I do with my face? Um, it's not this right. <laughs> right. Like, what is my face doing? It's like, usually I can turn my camera off and this is fine. <laughs> but now you have to see everything I'm doing with my face. And it's like, whoa. Um, oh, no. God. And when you talk about that, like AI and porn. No, I don't need to see what I look like when I'm fucking. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't really need that's a I don't want to even like imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Personally, it's like, I don't, you know, I don't need an AI to replicate it. Yeah. It's it's fine. <laughs> I'm good. Um, some people might want to. Some people are probably into that. Some people are probably super into that. <laughs> totally. There's definitely going to be a section of that on Pornhub. But what I guess what I was trying to say is like when we're talking about like working from home and interactions with other people and you translate that into porn. Yeah, I do think that that can create like 
more division and weird expectations. But on the flip side, maybe there could be positives and you can actually take these people that have weird preconceptions about sex and educate them. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of really good, um, like consent heavy, like explicitly like consensual in the script, uh, porn out there. There's a ton of that. Um, it's just not like what floats to the top of these algorithms that are made for like getting more and more extreme about what you watch. Um, you have to seek it out and you usually have to pay for it, um, because it's like, it's good. Um, and I think stuff like that, I think would change the way a lot of people think about porn or think about how it's made. But, um, you know, what you see is like the 30 second clip of like a gif of something really like aggressive and you're like, Oh, all porn is like that. Um, and it's not really, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think definitely like if you're just getting your social cues from that, it would be like getting all your social cues from like watching Hollywood movies or like, and it just, it's not the same. <laughs> I don't know. I feel almost the opposite way about TikTok because I think at some point in my life, I probably clicked on one video of a girl who thought she was a witch and was like dancing in the <laughs> forest. And now my whole fucking feed is girls who think there's witches. And I'm like, that's not <laughs> what I want, but that's what TikTok is serving me now. <laughs> you gotta like scroll faster. Like, no, no, <laughs> like running from it. <laughs> Right. Like I'm blocking every witch on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Blocked and reported immediately. Truly. <laughs> uh, I had one really quick question. Maybe there's a succinct way to answer it. So there was, we were talking about social media and um, how a lot of them don't allow porn. You wrote this article about Instagram banning Pornhub. And I found that curious because Instagram is owned by Facebook, which is the home of many right wing extremist organizations. So when they go and they take a moral stance like we're against Pornhub, I wonder, is it a moral stance or is there something larger at play there? Yeah, uh, I would say that the larger thing at play is um, this big push toward uh, anti-porn, anti-sex, uh the people who are pushing for it would call it anti-trafficking, anti-exploitation, but what they're pushing for is no more uh, porn or sexual content on the internet, ultimately. Um, so, you know, you have these groups who are like mass reporting. I don't know for sure that this is what happened, but this happens. Um, mass reporting Pornhub on Instagram, for example, and they're like, you know, this is, it's violating the terms of service, violating the terms of service, and like the, the algorithm is eventually like, oh, it must be violating the terms of service because like a thousand people reported this. Um so then it gets banned and then Instagram's like, oh, you know, they, they violated the terms, so they're banned. Um, and I think in that case, I don't really know what all happened behind the scenes with that. Instagram claim, like a, per a human from Instagram <laughs> claims that um, they did violate the terms at some point. But I think Pornhub and people in the adult industry kind of call bullshit on that because um, Pornhub's pretty, it's a pretty, you know, careful company when it comes to this sort of thing. And it's also like you have people showing tits and ass on Instagram all the time and they're huge celebrities doing it and they don't get banned. Um, so it's like, what's going on? Um, so, and then the thing with that is these platforms can ban that sort of thing because if they get enough heat about it, it could threaten their financials. So, you know, the, the banking industry really hates foreign sees it as high risk. And if they get a lot of bad press about this porn company on their platform, then that looks bad for them. 
Um, and it could like threaten, you know, their, their finances, their ability to do business. Um, so, and you know, these, these organizations and the people pushing against them know it. So there is definitely, there's bigger things at play than just like Instagram hates sex. I don't think they care that much. <laughs> I don't know what Mark Zuckerberg's pers- like perspective is on sex. Apparently he hates it. Uh, <laughs> but which it's another one I don't even think podcast about. Interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me know what he says. <laughs> How do you feel about sex? Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's all about, you know, following the money trail with all these things. So um, I say that's the, that's the big picture behind all of this. Do me a favor, subscribe, rate, and review Indecent with Kiki Anderson wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show at Indecent Kiki on Instagram. Follow me at It's Kiki Anderson and email the show at IndecentThePod at gmail.com. More to come next week from Indecent, where NSFW meets LMAO. Mwah. Did you guys hear about that couple that went on vacation and one spouse murdered the other? In fact, the entire vacation was planned just so that they could make the murder look like an accident. Ah, so like a slaycation. Oh boy, sounds like a fun new true crime podcast to me. On every episode of Slaycation, we'll examine true cases of people who were killed while on vacation. Was it murder? <coughs> or just a horrible accident? <coughs> That's up to you and the law to decide. But either way, if you leave for your vacation in the plane and come home under the plane, you've definitely gone on a slaycation. Join us every week for a fascinating new episode. 911, what's your emergency? But make sure to pack your body bags because getting away can be murder. This is Slaycation. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. Next Chapter Podcasts.